everybody. Uh, first off, I want to tell you that we have a very esteemed guest here. Um, Miss, is it Ariana or Ariana? It's Ariana. Miss Ariana Fox. Okay, and she is very, uh, very distinguished, and she's actually very uh, young for you know this field normally. And uh, I'm very impressed with her work, and I think after this interview will be just as equally if not you know and more impressed than I am I'm very impressed so uh, first off just tell us a little bit about yourself First of all, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, hi, my name is Ariana Fox and I am a girlpreneur, a double and best-selling author, motivational speaker, actress, voiceover talent, and teen influencer. Um, also keynote speaker as well. Um, and now aspiring polyglot too, adding that to the list. So uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I've been, I've been writing since forever and um, I'm really, really excited about the theme of this interview, which is Saber Black, and I have it on my shirt right here. <laughs> um, Very nice. Yeah, I'm so excited. Awesome. Um, so this new book, Saber Black, what what makes it different than your last books? Like, what was your process with this book as opposed to the others? Absolutely. So the first two books are extremely different from Saber Black. <laughs> um, there's a there's a huge different difference in both the premises and even the processes um for the princess chronicles uh which is my first book it's a children's book so very very different obviously yeah. than a young adult sci-fi fantasy um for the difference between false awakening and saber black which could be in a sense considered the same genre considered considering that saber black is also a sci-fi as well um the difference is mainly in um well there's a big difference in both the process and the premise, so False Awakening is my best-selling sci-fi novel, which is about a man who's in a dream within a dream within a dream. So all that cool sci-fi dreamy stuff. Um, <laughs> and, and then Saber Black is what I'm working on right now, which is a sci-fi fantasy um, set in a world called Andoran that focuses around one main character named Saber Black. Um, and there are, essentially in this world, there are the good guys who uh, are called Sarahs and the bad guys who are called Sendars. Now the main character is Saber Black, who's born a Sendar, but fights for the Sarah. So is she good, is she bad, is she both? That kind of thing. Yeah, so um, the big difference is, well, yeah, there's a, there, there are a lot of huge differences. For one, uh, this is not set in our world, it's set in a completely different world, because that's the sci-fi part. It's 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 a, in, you know, galaxies and such, but, it's, but the, the area and the era as well is a bit more medieval. And so that's making it kind of a fantasy. Um, I'm really, really excited about this. And then yes, the process is crazy different. Um, in fact, actually fun fact with False Awakening, we did originally before the publishing and all that, before we got an editor, an official editor and an official publisher, we actually um, did not do nearly as much plotting as we should have. I didn't do <laughs> as much plotting as I should have for sure. Um, there was literally, the editor asked me, okay, so it, this, this, this book doesn't really seem like it's plotted. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I did plot it. There's a beginning, middle and end. <laughs> okay, um, so we had to work on that. But with Saber Black, I knew from the start, from the get-go that I needed to build a good backbone of my story and more than just beginning, middle and end. So um, it was really helpful in the editing process to be able to have it already kind of 
fleshed out for the most part for the plotting. So that was a big, huge difference. Also, the characters are, I believe, personally, I feel like they're way more relatable. Um, I mean, obviously, I love the characters of False Awakening. They're amazing in their own way. But it is more focused on the action and on the science fiction cool stuff. Whereas in this one, because it is so, it's a coming of age story and it is so focused on the main teen character, uh, it's really something that I'm, I'm trying to write to be able to reach the audience of the teens and young adults. So yeah, uh, there are some huge differences between all the books right. and probably between the ones I will write in, in the future. But yeah, I, I don't, definitely don't want to be like the writer of one genre. I want to be the writer of many. Right. <laughs> awesome. And so now, how did you... Like, when did you know that this is what you wanted to do? I read that you had, like, wrote your first book when you, or your, maybe not your first official book, but your first writing when you were six. Is it, I mean, was it just, like, from the start you knew, I want to do this, I want to be more in this entertainment slash, you know, writing literature area. This is what I want to do. How did that come, come about? Yeah, great question. And fun fact, it was not actually six when I started writing in general. It was even before that, but I started writing oh, wow. Started writing The Princess Chronicles at six years old. Um, oh I my started, gosh. Yeah, The Princess Chronicles was my first published book that I started writing around six and published years later because of illustrations. Um, but yeah, that, that was... I started writing like, I don't know, probably about four or so. I, it was, it, I was very, very young. Um, and it was really just ever since I realized that one could do such a thing as writing, ever since I realized that you could put a pen to a paper or fingers to an iPad and, you know, and write, uh, I was like, dude, this is amazing. So it was really interesting. One day um, I was, uh, I was, I was reading and I was doing some stuff and, you know, really into the literary side of things. And I told my parents one day, I said in my little four-year-old voice, I want to be an author when I grew up. Yay. And, and my parents, we're like, oh, that's awesome. But why when you grow up? Why wait? Why not start now? And that, I was just so inspired by that. That absolutely gave me the passion and the motive. Well, I already had the passion, but it gave me the motivation <laughs> to totally start, okay, putting my, my passion into action. So it definitely was a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of fun to get into writing. I mean, I, I still have some of my first writings and they're terrible. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not some kind of, uh, definitely I wasn't some kind of a uh, prodigy at a, uh, although my parents say, would say that I am, but uh, not at, uh, years old it was terrible but <laughs> over the years you know my I feel that my writing has absolutely improved from getting feedback amazing feedback from my incredible parents uh to getting feedback uh from other people online other writers and such um who are a little bit older and have had a little bit more experience so just all kinds of other things and even just experimenting you know with certain aspects like for example with one of my stories you know i'm creating a, a whole new language for it because i love languages so oh. you know, just like oh yeah i know just all kinds of things experimenting <laughs> it's so much fun so that was what i was experimenting with with saber black was to create uh a a world where everyone had wings um and it was interesting because it was one of one of the things i was experimenting with was the you know how a lot of times it's a very popular term in gaming nowadays quote overpowered but there's also in in uh, in writing as well when you know when the character seems to have too much power too much strength too much whatever and 
so the uh, the interesting thing that I was uh, one of the things I was experimenting with in Saber Black when I first started it was what if everyone was overpowered then no one is overpowered you know is so that all the Andorians have a little bit yeah, yeah no. <laughs> because it's like in, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Incredibles or not but uh when uh syndrome the main villain his his plot is to make it so that way there's like there's there's that everyone is 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 super basically everyone has superpowers and one of his quotes is if everyone is super no one is and i was thinking you know what that's perfect i can use that and essentially for saber black every all the andorians have a little bit of an extra sense of strength they can breathe underwater they can breathe in heart like harsh like you know and they can kind of adjust to harsher temperatures and they can, you know, breathe in a little bit. They don't need as much oxygen for certain, wow. but that's all of them. And so they all have their weaknesses less physically and more internally. So I'm, I'm really excited about this book. There's so much I could talk about so much. I hope it's, about. it's, it's amazing. <laughs> that is so funny that you said that about syndrome because that that just like blew my mind because I actually, when I was in theater uh, at Moorhead State, um, I did theater as a minor and I, I did that scene. Oh, like wow. that was my monologue <laughs> scene. So I was like, I know exactly where she's going with this. That's so <laughs> that cool. So, that is so funny that, that the one you ended up with. Um, yeah. So uh, how did you, like you said, you're a girlpreneur, you're a voice actress, uh, you know, just actress. Like, how how did you just branch off into all these things? Like, I mean, it sounds like you've got a really good support system. Like, they're just like, dream it, go for it. And so, I mean, what just, what, you know, what made you think, well, I don't want to do just one thing. I'll do everything. Yeah, good, good, uh, good question. Um, you know, the funny thing is when uh, the first thing I, I, I officially think I told my parents that I wanted to be when I grew up was a, a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and, I, uh, and I think in a way that I'm kind of honoring that now because I am a speaker and I do stand up and I do sometimes say little funny things. So I'm honoring that in a way, even though I'm not a full-time comedian. But I think that um, I think that it was really like you said, an amazing. I have an amazing support system, just like you said. My parents are incredible. They are so supportive, and they bring such amazing ideas to the table. And so when um, pretty much when I was young, I just thought, you know, okay, this is so cool. This is so cool. And my parents too. They do all kinds of stuff. My parents are very entrepreneurial. My daddy actually, he is an entrepreneur, a graphic designer, and a social media marketer, and a billion other things. We all own a family business. <laughs> And so, but he's also a voice actor. And that's one of the things that inspired me actually to get into voice acting. He does a lot of like distinctive character voices. And I can do a lot of those two, but mainly like accents and new characters. So it was really awesome because I was able to really get into voice acting inspired by him. And, uh, and I still remember this one awesome story about voice acting actually. He, uh, um, he was a part of this one project called Pure Bond. It's a, a YouTube audio series. And he was a, the, um, a character named Chester Morgan. He was the dad of the main character, a young teenage girl. And I remember as, as, as you know, it's a very young one, I was thinking, oh man, you know, I, I feel kind of bad. Like, why is he playing the dad of this other person? Why not be, you know, why, why, not, why, why can't I be his daughter in this, you know? And then years later, when I finally started getting into acting, a lot more voice acting and acting, um, I, the the creator of Pure Bond, Shaquille Hawkins, he did a reboot of the whole series, and he actually ended up creating a role 
as the sister of the main character, aka the daughter of my daddy, for me. So it was really, really cool. And I was able to actually really be his daughter in that as well. So voice acting, acting, speaking, coaching, um, all those things, it's it's it all just kind of branched out at different times. Um, acting has been something yeah. that I've been doing probably ever since I was like, probably even before I started getting into writing, just because I would go, <laughs> I would go around, run around the living room and pretend to be different characters. We'd call it production. <laughs> that was my first experience in acting. Um, <laughs> it has been recently that I've been actually getting into it more commercially and more, you know, taking it more seriously. Um, wow. As for speaking, I always had the passion to inspire people, but for years I had no idea how to do so. And so around 10 years old, my parents had the brilliant idea of me becoming a motivational speaker. So that way I could inspire and impact crowds and crowds and multitudes of people all at once. And so that was how I started into that. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're all kinds of different things. <laughs> kinds of different things. Wow. You had a lot of experience in a short time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And big things come in small packages. That's true. Okay. So, like, um, what was the inspiration behind Cyberblock? <laughs> like, was there a certain, like, you were just sitting there and you were like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, like it just popped and it clicked. Right. It, and, or was it like something you're like, I uh, was studying something and then you're like, oh, this, I wonder. I wonder if this could be something or yeah. yeah it was a bit more like the like the latter um it was really it was really <laughs> funny because actually the first the original thing that i the, the original thing that started all of it was i like to sometimes write this is a strange peculiarity of mine i like to sometimes write different um different types of stories on different platforms. You know, some people, they will fight for Microsoft Word or fight for Google Docs. And I use Google Docs a lot more often these days, but I sometimes like to just do certain stories on certain platforms. So like a short mystery story on, on iCloud Notes and a short fantasy story on Google Docs and a short, another short story on Microsoft Word. And one of them was text edit and I had just recently uh, bought it, text edit. And I was like, okay, I want to write a story on text edit. I want to see what it's like. And that's when I got the idea about, oh, for this story, I should do a story about winged characters because I love wings. I love all things avian and birds and wings and winged people, particularly. Uh, if, you know, like one of the, uh, sometimes people ask, you know, what would be your number one superpower that you'd want? And I'd be like, I would want, I would totally want wings. Um, so, <laughs> When I, when I started this, it was originally just, in fact, actually the, the, the name of the characters were originally Sable Black with an L, Sable. But then I was like, that doesn't really fit. Sable Black, it's kind of hard to say. And then I was like, what about Saber? And I was like, oh, <laughs> we should replace that L with an R. That would be much cooler. So then I started, you know, getting into like, you know, her with the fights and the Sarahs and the Sendars. And originally actually the Sendars had another name um, and all kinds of stuff was completely different. And then I was like, this is a good story. This is a cool idea, <laughs> original. And my parents really, really liked it too. And they're like, yeah, this will be, this would be great. This would be good to publish. And we're like, let's think about this. Let's see if this is something that we should publish, you know, as our next thing. Cause we had just published false awakening and next morning we were all pretty much like, okay, let's do it. Let's publish it. Let's make <laughs> it happen. Let's make it work. And so ever since then was when we kind of did a revamp of the first, like I only wrote like three or five chapters at the time, but we did like a revamp and I just, 
moved forward. And then that's when I got started on making it a full-fledged novel, pretty much. So yeah, it all started with text edit and wings. <laughs> so project can start, right? You can find inspiration in the craziest of places. Oh yeah, I found an inspiration. Uh, I found inspiration for a whole entire short story from a tile in a gym shower. So I mean, come on, there. Are... <laughs> like, That's the waterfall, and that looks like a person's head. I can do something with that. <laughs> so next goal, like, what's your next big idea? Well. That's uh, kind of echoing off of what you said about you can pretty much find inspiration from anything. You know, it, when when the idea comes, it comes. I think right right now we are currently working on uh, a lot of things. We're working on you know uh, a lot of coaching. I've been doing a lot of coaching recently. Also been doing a lot of virtual speaking events. Um, I've been getting booked for a lot of those recently, and it's been really interesting. You know, what with COVID nineteen and all, how people are still a little iffy about doing in-person yeah. speaking events, even though things are actually lifting now, which is awesome. But, you know, uh, even though things are lifting, a lot of people still prefer to do virtual meets and stuff. And so, yeah, I've, I've gotten the opportunity to speak at many different places and I hope to speak at even more places. Um, for writing, um, there's a possibility of there possibly being a sequel. Um, I hope that there will be. I hope that the amount of, of, of you know, of sales for and, and sales for the book is enough to where I could be like, yeah, people want to see a, sec a second one. I want to see a second one. Let's make one. Because uh, <laughs> I do. I have, an, I have a whole idea for a second one. Um, but yeah, just that and any other things. I have another thing that's in the works that's just like a short story for fun. But I've been telling my parents, I'm like, one day, I want to I want to publish this because this is something that I really love and it's I, I've literally had this other idea for like years so yeah just always kind of looking for new things always looking for, for new things to do I've been getting so many voiceovers recently it's been crazy that's been probably my biggest selling thing recently has been voiceovers interestingly enough because I mean let's face it when we're in COVID-19 and all that kind of stuff uh it's a huge time for actors and voice actors and animators like animators and game developers and everybody to get together and say, let's make a game and let's do, or let's make an animated series or let's do whatever and let's hire some voice actors to do it and let's do it while things are in COVID-19. So that way when things get back to normal, then we can, you know, we can, we can, we can blast this all over the place. So I've been getting tons of voiceover work from like all kinds of different places from a, a um, an animation uh, series that is actually the, it's, a French to English series and the original French is actually on Netflix France, which is pretty cool. Um, and even to a, an amazing uh, game that is actually produced by the same producer that worked as another, as a producer on the Witcher games. Uh, so uh, yeah, so just all kinds of stuff. It's been super cool, but yeah, as for writing and as for Saber Black, um, constantly trying to, to do uh, to, to get the word out. In fact, I've been making little right. character questionnaires and all that stuff. And I even have some plushies here if you'd like to see them. Oh, I'd love to. This is Saber Black in all her glory with her sword, oh. her little blue sword. And uh, she has cool. wings too, of course, because Saber without wings does not Saber. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is our, her little, this is our little Saber Black. And then also just a few, uh, just a few months ago, 
um, my one of uh, one of my friends on one of my online friends that I've been I've known for quite a while. Uh, she <laughs> forever ago she actually did tons of fan art of my story before I even I think it was before I even started really wanting to publish it. Um, and uh, and so recently with all the hype, she actually made a crocheted version of Saber Black. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and of course, she's got wings here too. But, but yes. So now, in the plushie, I, I hope I'm not giving anything away. Why are her eyes red? Ah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely you're definitely not giving anything away. It's part of the premise. Um, so the Sendars and the Sarahs and the Entars all look a bit different. They all have so the Sarahs they have white wings and gold eyes uh, or some of them have green eyes some has different colors um the Entars which are kind of in between the, the Sarahs and the Sendars they have gray wings and um usually generally gray eyes etc and the Sendars like Saber Black uh they have black wings and red eyes they look you know a bit like that's kind of why they they earned the nickname quote Demoni by some of their enemies because they look quite like demons even though they're not um but a lot of them are very not so cool and so she grew up in a not so cool environment and so she she um <clears throat> excuse me and so she actually end, ended up running away to North Andron but that's a part of her the the internal question the internal struggle of should she be fighting for who she for for um you know for ancestry and her family's you know old tactics that she knows are wrong or should she be fighting for what she thinks is right but it's not it go it's going against the grain of what she's always gone through right. so it's you know it's it's tradition versus what she thinks she knows is right and even that she's like what is the right thing to do and a lot of times she's trying to figure it out herself and i think that's something that a lot of teens can relate to we often ask ourselves the same question you know what are we doing the right things? You know, is is this even if this is going against what I've done for so long? Is this the right thing? You know, and we ask ourselves those questions all the time, which I think is why it really, really relates to Saber. And I think Saber really relates to teens a lot. And you know, uh, speaking as a teen, I could totally understand that. Right, yeah. right. Awesome. Yeah, that answers um, the question, and I love that question. Oh, right? it sure does. <laughs> oh, I think. Um. So you answered my question about um. Was it going to be a series? And um, so you would, you had the idea for the second and we're just hoping sales are enough to produce that. Um, so what advice would you give to like authors or anybody wanting to be an entrepreneur or, you know, what, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out? How do you achieve the dream? Great question. I would give them the same advice that my parents gave me when I was four years old. And I would, and I would say, why wait, why not start now? <laughs> and, you know, I would, I really believe that though, because if, if, if I would have told my parents in that beautiful, in that cute little kid's voice, I want to be an author and I grow up, then my parents would have told, you know, and if my parents would have said, oh, that's awesome. You know, I, 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 I really look forward to what you have in the future, you know, then I would be living, I wouldn't be doing any of that stuff now. I'd probably be, what? you know, just a teen going through the motions of her everyday life, going, you know, doing, doing school, doing things and just kind of not, I mean, of course I'm still doing school, but you know, like just doing only school, not doing anything very, very, very fun, very um, productive that I'm doing now. And 
I wouldn't be getting into writing probably until being until an adult. But because of the what my parents told me, I want to definitely spread that on to any other fellow authors or or entrepreneurs or anything of the sort of people who want to achieve dreams as well. Do not be afraid to to start now. You know, so many people they think, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, and then they regret it because they never end up doing it. So absolutely just start now. And if it's something I like to tell people, if your dream or your goal is something that you cannot just do right now as a kid, for example, be like an NBA basketball star or something to that effect, um, you know, where, where you have to have an age limit. There, that may be true, you can't enter just yet, but you can absolutely research and take the steps to start doing that. You know, we, I like to say that we have the internet at our fingertips. We can do, we can yes. Google anything in the world. And so <laughs> why not use, why not, you know, spend all these years to really, really rock our craft so that we, when we are old enough, then we will be like better than anybody else there. And, and if it's something like writing a book, however, there is no age limit. People sometimes think that they're like, you know, my kid wants to write a book, but um, you know, is there an age limit? And like, no, there is no age limit. I, I would have, I would have been able to publish my book at my first book at age six, if not for the fact that it took years and years and years and years to find the right illustrator, but there is no age limit. Um, so for things like that, just go for it. You know, so many people either are insecure and they don't want to go for it. And others are, are confident about their abilities, but they think that they have to wait and you don't. So I would definitely say just go for it. Like you said, and, and to just, you know, just rock it now. And if you can't do it now, then take, start the steps to do so. Yeah. And don't, like you said, you have an amazing support system. Some people don't. Um, don't let people hold you back mm-hmm. because, you know, if you go and you don't, you let other people hold you back, then you're never going to get to where you want to be. Exactly. So don't wait. Don't wait. Just like she said, just go for it. Um, there's nobody, I mean, there's no rules. There's everybody who was a prodigy was a prodigy at different times. Yeah. And there, there's no age limit on creativity or what gifts we have and when to use them. Agreed. Um, but, uh, so now, you live, do you still live um, in Delaware or did you, do you um, did you have to move to try to get more like, that? like you said, we have the internet now, so it's way easier than having to like, yeah. somebody who wanted to be an actress, you know, you know, back in like, the 90s having to uproot everything and go move to California or move to Hollywood. How do you do, is that, are you getting your connections like that? Is that how you build connections through the internet or how are you finding all these ways to, to get your stuff out there? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, we are still in Delaware and you're exactly right that with the internet, it is so much easier to get stuff done. Uh, pretty much like 95% of all the auditions I do are self-tapes, which are basically, you know, you 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 get your, your phone and you put it on a tripod and you get some good lighting and a non-distracting background and good audio and you just do it, you film yourself and then you submit it via backstage or to wherever it is that the, the person wants you, the person or director wants you to submit it uh back in the day you know you had to you had to to actually go in person most of the time all the time uh to to 
uh, to audition, you know, live. And while we actually just did finally the first first person, the first audition, like in person, like for in, in such a long time. But like I said, 95% of the auditions I get are all self tapes. So definitely, um, internet, the internet has been an amazing help. I mean, after all, pretty much none of the voiceover things that I've gotten would probably exist for me if I wouldn't have had the internet because that's voice one, two, three is a big place where I've gotten a lot of my uh, voiceover gigs. So definitely the internet has helped. Um, as far as finding connections in, you know, in different places, that's actually been one of the obstacles that we are currently, you know, working on is, is trying to find connections because in something like, for example, you know, if you're, if you're just doing something for fun and you're doing something just to just for you and you're not really doing it, you're not like selling anything, then you know you can post it wherever and whenever and whoever comments and thanks so much. I appreciate the comment. But <laughs> but when it comes to uh, the entertainment industry, like things like acting, singing, you know, even a little bit of writing, even though that isn't the entertainment industry, technically writing is also entertainment, you know, so uh, acting, speaking, all that stuff, you need you need um, connections. And it's sometimes it's a little frustrating because it's like, oh, this person knows that person. So they got them on TED TEDx and, you know, it's all this stuff. And really, you know, we're just, you know, our biggest thing is just to be patient and keep going and keep working hard and it will come. Um, and in fact, you know, it's, we've, I've been, you know, for so long, you know, sometimes I've been complaining like, oh man, I don't have like those connections like a lot of people do. And then recently we've been getting these connections from online, uh, like a lot from like acting to voiceovers and stuff. So it's just because we've been working hard, we've been grinding, we've been pressing. And, you know, I think if, if you just, if you just, you know, keep, keep going, you know, it, it will come. And uh, yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, so how do you deal with like, do you find motivationally speaking, um, do they, do people like adults find it hard to listen to someone younger than them? Is that, because I would imagine like a lot of, you know, people can be like, oh, you know, what can they teach me? Yeah. I've been here longer. And uh, people just aren't as open-minded, which they're getting a lot more open-minded right. than they, you know, were back, you know, back in later times. Yeah, the majority, that's a really good question. The majority <laughs> of the people that, thankfully, the majority of the people that I have spoken to, because I have spoken to professional adults before, I have taught several social media uh, workshops alongside my parents, um, and and even one person gave a testimonial for the workshop saying like, I never thought I, I was 12 at the time. And they said, I never thought I would, you know, uh, never expected to be, to be taught uh, by a 12 year old, you know, but here I am. <laughs> and, you know, but it, but it was a good experience. And I think a lot of the adults that I do end up speaking to, thankfully they have, an, they have a very open mind. They're really cool. But I will mention there was this one time in the beginning of, of my speaking career um, when I started my business, Big Ideas Kid Coaching, because I'm an entrepreneur as well. And um, I and I, I 
we had this business associate that we knew for a while and uh, and she just loved everything that I was doing and she was like oh my goodness I want you to create a video about your your business and your and your brand and everything that you're doing and I want you to to take that and send it to me and I'm gonna play it at um at the next board meeting for my company so I was like yeah that's so awesome and so uh, we, I, I made the video and my daddy actually went and wanted to be there for the board meeting. And it was so funny when he got back to me, he was describing it, how it was just full. It was this, you know, big board room table full of all these like seasoned older adult professionals. <laughs> and they're all just like glaring at this video and they're just kind of grumbling to themselves. And they're just like, no, 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 she's not old enough. She has no experience. What, what is she doing trying to be an entrepreneur and all this, all this stuff. And honestly, because I was able to have the support of my parents and all that, we, we were able to just laugh about it and say, okay, well, I guess they don't like what I'm doing, but we can keep on going. And, you know, there will be so many who do. And that's a big thing. There will be absolutely there will be people who don't like what you're doing. There will be people who are just plain jealous or there will be people who uh, like, for example, I know someone who who I was I was good, pretty decent friends with for some time, but then she just got jealous all of a sudden. And I was trying to tell her, like, you don't have to be jealous. You know, you can do amazing things, too, but she just wouldn't believe it. And so some people are just like that. They just won't believe it. And, you know, so it's just up to us to kind of like filter out all the negative influence, all the people who are trying to hate, trying to say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And just say, okay, let's just, you know, go with and stick with the positive influence. So yeah, there are definitely those people who 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 are like that. There are also a lot of adults I found that are very open-minded. So it's it's it depends on the person, you know, it really depends. Right, right, uh, as we'll say from time. Um, so that is, uh, that, that's I'm just blown away by your like how well you perceive the world like not that you're not because you're so young just like no, I, you just like things that just like blow me away thank <laughs> but, <you. laughs> um, I just yeah you just you definitely are um an older soul I would say oh thank you um, but I, I understand that and, and and I'm pretty young too I'm, I'm, I'm not as young as you I'm 26 but um, I understand why even being 26, even when you're 26, people will still treat you yeah. like you're a baby. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. you're prepared for that. You still got at least 20 more years before anybody stops that. But, yeah. Um, even still, some right. people have, I mean, my, my, my daddy is 50 years old, and even some people who are older and have more experience yeah. in something will still hate. And it's just like, okay, you, you can't really expect to have this certain age where you're like, okay, nobody's going to be, nobody's going to dislike yeah. what I'm doing anymore. Like, no, they're yeah, all, yeah. please everybody. I always try to discredit you. And, mm -hmm. but um, you really are, I mean, you really are very intuitive and smart and uh, just amazing i am blown away by just everything like uh, you, uh, that's amazing like i want to be you when i grow up and <laughs> 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 uh, i do want you to um have a chance to uh get your social medias out there get your links so just uh i'm going to give you a minute to to market i guess we'll go yeah uh, absolutely so yeah, yeah so um, go ahead and yeah tell everybody uh, where they can find you, where they can find Saber Black, and um, just anything you want to put out there. Yes. <laughs> All right. So 
Let's get ready to rumble. All right. <laughs> First, um, for all of my social media accounts, if you want to follow uh, what I'm doing as in general, as an, as an author and a speaker and voiceover and all that other stuff, um, you can find me on all social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok as a Fox author, and then LinkedIn and YouTube as Ariana Fox. That's A-R-I-A-N-N-A-F-O-X. Um, also to, uh, to book me for any speaking events, uh, you can email me at afox at arianafox.com. That's again, A-R-I-A-N-N-A-F-O-X.com. Um, and then also, and of course it's all parent monitored as well. So don't worry about that. Um, and, and then um, in addition, we have just recently created Saber Black profiles all over social media that you can follow if you want all the latest updates on Saber Black as a book in particular. Um, you can find it um, pretty much anywhere, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. Um, I think those are the main ones, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, Pinterest and Instagram um, mm -hmm. as Saber Black or Saber Black the book. Uh, you should see this kind of like this figure that looks a little bit like this, but you know, a little bit more detailed, obviously, uh, <laughs> as a profile picture. Um, and then uh, to, to find my books. So for the books that are currently already out, my two published books, the first one is The Princess Chronicles, which is my children's book. Uh, you can find that on Amazon and Barnes and Noble as well, uh, barnesandnoble.com. Um, and you can also find my sci-fi novel for all ages, False Awakening, a best-selling sci-fi novel. Uh, you can find that on Amazon as well and at barnesandnoble.com. You can also find them on my site, arianafox.com, uh, for a personalized slash signed version, if you do want that. Um, so yeah, and then for Saber Black, we are so excited, Brrr, drum roll. It is coming out on June 28th, Tuesday, June 28th. And we are so beyond jazz right now at everything uh, that is happening. And you can find that absolutely on Amazon. We're still working on, I believe, barnesandnoble.com, but you'll definitely be able to find it on Amazon. And of course, on our site for personalized science copies. So yay, we are so excited. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh, I, I honestly uh, am so thankful you came on the show. Um, and this is a uh, this was a really good, informative 